The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Gadigal land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to the Your Safe Space podcast hosted by me, Adele Marie. Coming up on the show today, I'm joined by career coach Chloe, who's all over my TikTok and Instagram. Chloe is exactly that, a career coach with an impressive background in HR and talent acquisition and who now helps people get hired into their dream jobs. Given we are at the start of a new year where so many of us may be thinking about our careers more than ever, I thought who better than to get onto this episode. I hope you guys love this chat with Chloe because I loved having her on. Let's get into it. Hi, Chloe. Hey, Adele. (laughs) Welcome to your safe space. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. This is full circle moment. I know. It's, (laughs) I love it. I love that where we started to where we are now. I know. It's amazing. It's crazy. For the listeners, I feel like we have to give them context. (laughs) Do you want to tell them how we know each other before we get into it? Because it's, it's wild. I know. And years ago, we met on the powerlifting platform. It's crazy. (laughs) Met in the gym. (laughs) Chapter of our lives that I didn't think would end up here, but crazy how the world works. I know. And I think it's, it really shows that you never know how the people you meet are going to turn up in your life later on. I know. And I think, you know, when we're talking about jobs, it's a really important part of it too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so, so keen to get you on because I used to be obviously like corporate girl back in the day. I'm so far like removed from that now, but a lot of my listeners work in the corporate field, work like our employees, mm. like this is so relevant. I feel like they're going to get so much value out of it. Yeah, And I'm so, so stoked to have you on. <laughs> now, we do start our show, and I'm sorry I'm springing this on you <laughs> because I didn't put this in the run sheet. But Totally fine. <laughs> we, um, we start our show with what's taking up space. So it's like it could be good, bad, like physical, mental, emotional, whatever. Is there something that's taking up space in your life at the moment that you're comfortable to share with the listeners? Yes. <laughs> I would say for me, what is taking up space, and it's interesting that, you know, I'm here to talk about careers and and figuring out your career and those different aspects. I think for me, I'm building my own career clarity in yeah. building this business that I've only started quite recently that is all of a sudden growing so rapidly. So for me, all my life is right now is my business. So if I, look, the social life is very limited right now. <laughs> Used to be a big social gal, but not so much anymore. But (laughs) right now it is purely my business, my dog, Theo. We love Theo. We love Theo. What breed is Theo? Tell the listeners. Theo is a purebred Pomeranian. He's so cute. He's 10 years old and we go for, whenever we go for a walk, people are like, oh my God, he's so cute. He looks like a puppy. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, how old? I'm like, oh, 10. They're like, oh, 10 months. I'm like, no, 10 years. (laughs) He's just tiny. But, but yeah, it's, um, it is taking up my whole life. Um, but I'm loving it, but it is, it is all about me navigating that now and, and what my life looks like as I build this. So that's what's taking up my space right now. Yeah, it can be so hard, I think, especially if you go from like working for someone else and then to like doing your own thing. Mm. It's the transition period. Is yeah. Interesting. Not that it's difficult, but it's just different. And it can be really hard to find that balance. But I also think it's okay if sometimes like it takes more priority. Like I think there's yeah. time and place. Yeah. And I think if you're really passionate about something and you really want something to happen, yeah, you're kind of ready and energized to give it your all. So 100%. Yeah, it's a really exciting time, uh, but it is 
it is the time right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's taking up space for me is um, I'm going to move soon. Ooh, so I've been looking exciting. at um, places to hopefully find to rent and that fun whole fun thing that process the rental market love that, <laughs> love that yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's um top of the list for me but it won't always take priority but right now that's what's taking priority now we're going to get into a kind of two-part show we're going to interview you chloe first and then we have listener questions the listeners came through they want to know everything and <laughs> i tried it. to pick like the top ask questions but i also have my own questions first so let's do those ones first Number one is I've obviously been a big fan of you for a long time. I've <laughs> been eating up your content on all the platforms. For our Your Safe Space community who might not be familiar with your videos or what kind of content you make, can you give us a little bit of a rundown? For sure. So the content that I create is all about helping anyone navigate their careers, navigate their job search, whether that's trying to find a new job, uh, whether that's someone that's going for a pay rise at work, They've got a performance review coming up. They need a promotion. Anything and everything that is to do with building your dream career or finding a job or navigating your job search, that's essentially what I share on my platforms. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much because <laughs> I think that content, until I saw your content, I feel like I never saw content like that online. Gap yeah. in the market. Well, that's what I identified. And I, with my background, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, there has to be more resources for people out there to, to help people navigate their careers. Like what, what are the key parts of a job search? Is there such thing as a job search strategy? How do people find that information? And I think there's so much information on the internet around how to write a CV. Do you need a cover yeah. letter? <laughs> All these different things. And I'm like, there needs to be someone that has just been there, done that, has been behind the scenes in all yeah. of those processes and can then just info share that to people because that's going to help so many people. And I thought, oh, well, let's, See if people want to hear this. And apparently they do. People do. People <laughs> yeah. do. Like, yeah. I think as well, like, you're just very approachable and, like, the way you deliver the content as well is just so personable <laughs> and just really refreshing. Not yeah. scary, not overwhelming. Like, it's just, yeah, you feel, Thanks like, safe. Safe while <laughs> safe. watching it. In, like, that can be a really stressful time for people. Like, yeah. that can be really overwhelming too. So I think it's great what you do. Thank and you. you also obviously recently launched your own consulting business. How yes. is that going and how are you finding it? Yeah, so that one's interesting. It's um, It actually started before Career Coach Chloe took off. Mm -hmm. um, and I started out, and I'm still doing this, as freelance HR consulting. So yeah. um, I work for a, an organisation where I do freelance work for their clients. Um, so there's three pillars to it, really. The HR consulting, which is mainly recruitment focused. Mm -hmm. um, and I also do a bit of social media management. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It like goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. All kind of connected. Yeah. And so I focus on clients in the HR space um, or management consultancy space in the social media management piece. Um, and then the career coaching comes in under that as well. So you know, it's an overarching brand that, if I'm being honest, still figuring it all out. Um, but it's, she's the it's expert, getting there. Guys, it's, I'm getting there. And she's here. No, own it. You're yeah. like, you're all over it. I'm like, there's no one better to answer these questions than yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Why did you decide to open your own consulting and like career coach, Chloe? Like, where did, where did that come from? I'd love to know like the origin story. Yeah. Well, last year in January, I had all these big goals in the organization that I was working at and I saw myself there for another three or four years at least. Unfortunately, I was made redundant and, okay. you know, 
there's no hard feelings. The thing is with redundancy, yes, it is a painful pill to swallow. When you yeah. look up redundancy, it literally means you're no longer needed. I know. Like, like even the word it's, redundant. It's redundancy. so brutal. It's so and like, it's like ultimate rejection yeah. in the workforce. It's like you're no longer valid. It's like, okay, cool. Like So sad. Anyway, but I think the important thing to realize and recognize is that it's not a personal, it's not a personal decision. Yeah. You can't take it personally. It's a business decision. Yeah. And unfortunately, at the end of the day, especially in corporate, when business decisions need to be made, we turn from being a human to a number. Yeah. And so when you realize that and recognize so that, you're like, okay, well. I had a great time there and I have a great, you know, there's great people there, but you know, these decisions need to be made sometimes. And that's just that. So anyway, after I'd accepted that. Yeah. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. I have had people in my life go through redundancies and yeah. it really rattled them. Yeah. And I think maybe we might get you back on down the track to talk about that because that's <laughs> yeah. not in this podcast, yeah. but after you worked through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, obviously I know what I'm doing when I'm trying to find a job. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so threw myself straight into the job market, got three job offers. Um, every job offer I was getting, I was getting every job offer I was going for. Yeah. Love to hear it. Love yeah. to see that. But what was so interesting is that I would go for these interviews. They'd be so positive. And then I get home and I would just start crying because <laughs> okay. I just, it's, it was like a combination of I hadn't fully processed the redundancy I hadn't really figured out what I really want. And I was getting these offers and I'm going, this is great money. Yes. This is kind of what I was doing, but there's just no fire. Like there was no yeah. passion. I wasn't energized. I just felt like I was going from one job to the next. Yeah. And I feel at my stage in my life right now, that's not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then the freelance work came up through a friend. Um, and I was having a conversation with a woman that owns this business and she said to me, oh, so when we make out the invoice, what should we say? And um, she said, oh, is it Chloe Recruitment? I said, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Maybe I should start my own thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. And then it ended up being career coach Chloe? Yeah, well, I'd always, I've always wanted to have my own business. I've always yeah. known that. But I think, and this is an important message, message to share, I've always been held back by I'm not ready yet. I don't have enough experience. I've got to get more credibility, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those self-limiting yeah. beliefs. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then all of the decisions I was making and the actions that were happening were leading me to this point of going, I think this is time. I just have to take the leap. Like I, you know, was running out of my redundancy payment, had minimal minimal savings, yeah. like let's be real. But I was like, <laughs> stuff it. Okay, let's go. And then so I started the consulting and then I thought, okay, I have all this information to share and when I was in recruitment and talent acquisition, what I would always see is people coming through processes where, you know, you might have someone with a brilliant CV, top experience, but they don't know how to interview. Yeah. Or people that have this incredible experience and they can't articulate it on their CV or their personal brand on their LinkedIn is just lacking. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, like there has to be, (laughs) there has to be something out there to help people. And, you know, in my role, in my most previous role, I went in there to build their recruitment function from the ground up. So essentially 
I got the full insight into a full recruitment strategy, hiring processes, building out wow. interviews, designing interview questions, the whole shebang. You really. got the cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Love. So I'm like, right, well, I'm just going to tell everyone what they do and all the secrets, <laughs> share all the secrets, spill it all, spill all the tea. You're a, pe- you're a, a person of the people. Person of the people. <laughs> I was like, this is what they want to hear. They don't want to hear this. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, okay, well, let's just do career coach Chloe and see if people want to hear it. And um, I think it was in July August, the platforms both on TikTok and Instagram went to 10K very quickly. Yeah, I think I was I talking saw, to you at the I time. Saw your growth. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, she's onto something. I was this like, oh, wow. <laughs> and since then, it's just absolutely flourished. So yeah. really You're doing amazing. What's your favorite thing about creating that content? I think for me, and it goes back to what we were talking about before, career has been so important to people and such a big part of our lives. Being able to have such a strong impact on people. Yeah. Being able to help people with information that I just have and making it easier for people to go through these kind of journeys and processes where it is a stressful time, especially people that have lost jobs or are trying to support families or just don't really know what they're doing or what they want to do. There's all this pressure that we have to have it all figured out. So if you can have someone that just gives you a little bit of advice to help you get to where you want to be, you know, that can, that can change someone's life. And yeah. I was going to say the word life-changing. It is life-changing because yeah. it's like one of those things that impacts most people yeah. and it's probably like a really just difficult thing to navigate alone when you don't have that resource. For sure. And I think as well what I love, like, you know, obviously I do the one-on-one career coaching where people invest in their career coaching, but not everyone can do that. Not everyone's at a stage of their life where they can pay someone to do that, to coach them. So I think by giving so much free content to people and just letting people in on what I'm teaching others, um, yes, it's not a, like your personalized approach, but of course, the general but approach still helps. Yes. Um, and when I see people comment on my videos saying, oh my God, I used this tip and I just got the job. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I got all emotional. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Because it's like, it makes it real. Yeah. It's like you put a video out and then it's like, oh, like that actually translated Yeah. in real life. Which, Someone used that. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. So I love that. And just, yeah, a community of helping people. So amazing. Can you tell us a success story if you have one that you are comfortable or you're allowed to share with a client that you helped like land like a dream job or like, yeah. I don't know, a feel good story that you can share with us? Yeah. I think um, a recent one that comes to mind, it was really tricky for me to think of this actually, because I'm not even like, oh my God, there's so many. Like, that's <laughs> no, you, can, you can't say that. <laughs> I think, but they come in all different formats. You know, I've had yeah. people that have said, I never felt confident talking about myself in an interview. Thanks to you, now I can actually, you know, talk about what I'm good at. I love that. Just little things like that really make my day. Or someone that has said um, they had no idea what they wanted to do. This one client in particular, um, he came to me, he was really down, just really didn't know what was next for him. Had been in the same job for, you know, 10 years or what have you. And now he is building his own business and I'm helping him create that and I've helped him find that direction. So there's those. But I think one specific client recently that stands out is a woman who is actually, she's an executive level role and she ran her own business for, you know, 10 plus years. Um, So extremely experienced, extremely qualified, but was just spending months and months applying for roles, getting nowhere, not really knowing what was happening. Anyway, through working with her and it was only maybe – in a five week period, which is really, you know, kudos to her because she's like, obviously, you know, she was really doing the work to get herself um, out there, but 
you know, she went from having so many rejections to at the end of our time working together, she had two job offers. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, through working together over five weeks, we have two job offers. Yeah. And they're dream companies. Guidance and clarity and like your insight. Yeah. Helps so much. And I think because obviously she had, you know, a specific skill set and what she could offer, I brought that out more. Combine that with, you know, the guidance and the clarity. Once you combine those things, it just makes it so much easier for people. People underestimate what they can bring and what they can offer. I was going to say that. People like sell themselves so short or like hold themselves back all the time, especially when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So, so look, I think um, a combination there of just people feeling internally changed, but also those tangible results as well, which is, I think, you know, I do have a lot of people come to me that they do want to get a job. So I want to make that happen for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And our last question before we get into the listener questions, can you give us like any insights into the job market, especially at this time of year? Do you have any fun facts or anything for us? (laughs) Fun facts. (laughs) Well, I think there's a few things that are, I wouldn't say trending, but I think are changes in the job market, especially as we're going into 2024. And January is a good time for people to be looking for new work or like finding a new job. But what is really trending now? And look, this is probably not like a feel-good information. <laughs> like I'm, what I'm going to share, people are going to be like, oh, really? Like, no, that's okay. On. Share it. It's a safe space. It's we, a safe we, space. We like all aspects. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so look, quite simply, a resume, a good resume is not enough to get you a job. Yeah. What you need to really be focusing on is your networking skills. And that seems really daunting for a lot of people. And I totally get it. You know, people are afraid to put themselves out there, fear of rejection, all of that. But you just need to do it through your LinkedIn, really. Like an, Love uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. So LinkedIn is a great platform for building out your professional network. Um, but as well, when I say a good resume isn't enough, it's all about, okay, I've submitted my application. Now what? Who do I need to connect to? Who's the hiring manager? Who's the recruiter? Do I know someone in that organization? Do I have a second connection that can connect me to that person or get me a referral? Yeah, it's, it's like a web. Yeah. You yeah. need to build that networking web. You need to take more steps in that process to actually get yourself seen. And people are sometimes afraid of being pushy. And I think there's a difference between being pushy as to someone that is persistent. Yeah. Someone gave me this advice back mm-hmm. in my corporate days and he said to me, squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, I love that. that's so true. It's like yeah. there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Don't be annoying. Yeah. But like you're allowed to say, hey, I'm keen. I want to follow up. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm putting my hand up here or can I follow up how I went on the interview? Like, yeah, don't Absolutely. be afraid to do that stuff. For sure. And as so, as an interviewer and hiring manager, as I have been previously, whenever people have followed me up, I think my biggest advice would be to make it less transactional and make it more personable. Yes. So if someone sends me a message saying, I haven't got any feedback, give me some feedback. People send that? <laughs> people can be really like, hi, I haven't heard back on my application. Can you give me some feedback? I'm like, hello, nice to meet you too. Why are they <laughs> writing so dry? <laughs> Very dry. People okay. forget that. And I, and I totally get it. And I will you know, definitely flag that there are a lot of terrible recruitment processes out there. And there are a lot of processes where people don't get back to people. People don't get feedback. Like I will definitely acknowledge that that happens in the industry. Mm -hmm. But what I will also say to job seekers is to think about the hiring managers or the recruiters that are really trying to get back to everyone or do their job. You know, I was speaking to a hiring manager the other day and he had 300 applicants for one job. 300? Yeah. So he's, so, you know, he's trying to filter through all those. Um, so I think, you know, just take, keeping that in mind is always going to give you a different perspective. 
But when you're reaching out to people, just make it a little bit more personable. Hey, hey, going, I've recently applied for a role. Um, I'd love to get some feedback or when do you expect the outcome from the application? Um, something like that. Yeah. And then ending it with, um, I completely understand how busy you must be, um, but would value any, you know, any few minutes of your time. Just something like that to make it a little bit softer. Yeah. We'll get you a long way. So. Like, yeah, like you're talking to a human, not a robot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're so not when talking to the <laughs> computer. It's like you're literally talking to a human with yeah. like real eyes, real yeah. heart. Like they're actually reading it and feeling yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And when I read that or if someone puts a lot of effort into a message, I will, I will tell. I'm like, this person is really putting themselves out there. I will, I'll give them a call. So, you know, I think that's important. Um, so yeah, resumes, um, not enough, not, not enough. Harsh reality, but we Harsh like reality. the truth here. <laughs> we're, we're truth seekers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there are so, so many ways to network on LinkedIn. Um, the other part is AI and AI is, <laughs> I love chat GPT. Oh my God. It is, it can help you in so many ways in your job yeah. search. Speaking of networking, like you can put into chat GPT, put, um, write me a networking message to this person at this organization, special, specializing in this skill set, whatever it is. So yeah, chat GPT can help with that. But AI is going to be more and more prominent in recruitment processes and hiring. Um, I was working with someone on an application for a role the other week and he's not even going into a tech role or anything like that. Um, so it's across multiple, multiple industries. Um, but no humans, uh, will be touching those CVs going through that first stage of process. It's all AI. So what's really important is that on your CV, you're, uh, really making sure that you've got keywords on there that match those job ads that are going up because, with AI, the AI machine, whatever, is matching it. Is matching it. Um, so the more you can have it matching it as possible, the better. And generally speaking, the organisations that are implementing this AI software are giving you tips on how to make your CV stand out. Okay, so um, listen to those tips. Yeah, but AI is definitely going to be much more prominent um, is another thing. And You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. I just learned something new then. AI. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but I'm like – kind of expected like yeah. it's the way the world is moving so yeah it's kind of you've it's a time to embrace it yeah yeah and the other thing is uh which I think is quite beneficial to people that perhaps aren't sure if this is the right career move for them or they're just testing things out contracting and short-term like short-term contracts um or freelance work is really um on the up and coming so yeah yeah so instead of going into a full-time role um organizations companies are really promoting contract work so to get people in for six nine 12 month contracts so yeah. being someone that's open to that um it can be there's a lot of a lot of good opportunities out there waiting for you waiting for you so yeah no I yeah. love that I think yeah. it's good that organizations are embracing that as well yeah one thing that my not my last employer like the employer before that did mm. they would offer a lot of secondments yeah and I like that because it's mm-hmm. like you could like dip your toes into a role yeah see if you really liked it before you actually took yeah. the leap and then really formally properly applied for like the full-time position. So yeah. it's nice to hear that as well. Some good news. Some good news. <laughs> good news. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think they are some of the the biggest ones that are coming out at the moment, specifically for, you know, the new year. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we have our listener questions and I tried to pick the most frequently asked and commonly asked. And I feel like everyone's kind of on the same page and the number one asked question was about job interviews. Let's hope I can answer them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will. If I can't, just go on my page. I'm sure it's there somewhere. <laughs> She's got a video there for yeah. you. <laughs> but Chloe, can you please share with us what your top tips are when it comes to interviews? Mm. I always get so nervous and I hate this part of the job search. Mm. I agree with that person. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 
such a common thing, right? Like interview anxiety. It's a real thing. Interview anxiety, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a couple of things that I always say to people when trying to overcome this anxiety that we that we seem to get before an interview. And the first thing that I'll always say is that the person that's interviewing you is probably just as nervous as you are. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's a good perspective shift. Yeah. And I've, I've been that nervous interviewer because there's been people I've interviewing and and, you know, maybe it was a new role we were recruiting for and I really wanted to make sure that I was, you know, talking about it right or there was someone that was coming through that I really wanted them to work for us. So, yeah. Stakes were higher. Yeah. And nerves were coming through. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I'm always the one wearing the nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also then ties into interviews being a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And that's very much of the now. Like, I guess, you know, when we talk more about these trends or what's happening, um, an interview is, an always, is always a two-way street. Not one person has more power than the other. You both okay. have equal power. Yeah. Because just as much as they can choose you or reject you as the candidate for them, you can do the same thing. Yeah. It's been like a relationship. Absolutely. Into, when you're dating Interviews somebody. are dating. <laughs> Interviews are just dating in the corporate the world. first date yeah. in the corporate space. But that yeah. is also a better way to look at it. I think yeah. it's more productive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and... The other one is to prepare, but not over-prepare. Fine line. It's such a fine line. And it's like, okay, Chloe, like, what does that really mean? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But I think, um, you know, there's some really clear ways that you can prepare for an interview that is just always going to make you feel more assured in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think, and there's so many things that you can look at, you know, um, picking, when you look at the job ad, picking specific examples from that job ad where you can put together examples of your own. So yeah, when they say, like oh, relay it back. Yeah. Tell me about a time you've done this or um, give me an example of this. You've got some that you've practiced that you can just kind of pull from your pocket instead of trying to think of it on the spot. Mm-hmm. And the specific techniques you can use when formulating those examples that make you come across as really clear, concise to the point. Yeah. They are Carl. <laughs> <laughs> The Carl method and the star method. The star method is super recognized, I think, um, but Carl, context, action, result, learning. Okay. (laughs) I've got a video on them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll link that in the notes because I'm like, I've not heard of that before, but I love the practicing because I think what happens in an interview, Mm. your brain, like you, sometimes I would black out in an interview. Like (laughs) I know what I can do. I know my capability. I know my skills, but like I get an interview and then I'm like, oh. Yeah, Only she's got zero thoughts in her brain. Yeah. So when you can practice those examples and you can, mm-hmm. you know, link it back to the yeah. job ad and whatever else, you will stand out. Yeah. And I even think as well, a bit of like fake it till you make it. Yeah, absolutely. Not cocky, but confident. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And it's so true, especially if you're extra nervous, you will probably blank in an interview yeah. <laughs> and that's going to happen. So the more that you can just practice if you do suffer from um, interview anxiety, which is extremely common, yeah. um, I encourage my clients to film themselves. Um, we do role-playing. Oh, I love that. The they role-playing ha- is They scary. hate it at the start. They're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I'm like, you'll love it by the end. Don't worry. <laughs> and then they'll love uh, yeah. it in the interview because like, yeah. you've already like gone through it a million yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Or like test it with, get your friend to test you or, you know, your family member or whatever and get them to ask you questions and put you on the spot. Like, just practice doing mm-hmm. an interview. It's like with anything, you'll, you'll get more com- comfortable and confident with it if you practice it. And there are ways that you can do that. So yeah, 
Yeah, there are a few ways that you can overcome that anxiety piece. But look, I think as well, it's okay to be nervous. Everyone's nervous going into an interview. Um, so instead of letting it be something that is a barrier for you, think about how you can make it work for you. Yeah. So turn it into you know excitement or enthusiasm, which I think sometimes when we go into an interview, we might be so focused on gosh, I need to get all the right information across. <laughs> That's how and then you're like, you become like quite <laughs> stiff. Whereas if you show real enthusiasm and excitement for this role and genuine interest, that's that energy is going to radiate. So yeah, think so about how true. you can change it around. Um, I always say like whenever I feel anxious, I'm like, no, I'm just excited because yeah. it's like a very similar feeling. Yeah. Very similar. And it shows up differently on your face as well when you tell yourself that. Yeah. And one, and I think a final thing as well is it's okay to bring in notes. Okay. I bring in, I've, I went to an interview once and I brought in a notepad and I had 15 questions written down on the piece of paper for the interviewer. Oh my, no, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cause yeah. I think as well, when you don't ask a question and when you do ask a question, there's a huge difference in Massive. the way your interview will then go Massive. and the way your response will then, or your outcome will then happen. Yeah. So I love that, but I've never thought about taking notes in. I don't know why I thought it was illegal <laughs> I did. yeah definitely not like look I wouldn't recommend just sitting there and reading from your notebook yeah. like no but yeah. you know I think um just having a reference there or anything is not to not a crime your memory. Yeah. memory and even if you don't have those notes but if you've got really strong questions that you've written down even if you flunk the entire interview you get to the end and you've got some really killer questions that's at least going to make some kind of impression yeah absolutely okay I love those such juicy tips <laughs> All right, our second question, what are your thoughts on leaving a job that is making me miserable before mm. having another job lined up? Oh, I feel you. There's a lot of there. people with miserable <laughs> jobs oh, and it makes me sad. Me too. Because yeah. I've worked miserable jobs too and it's not me nice because you spend so much time at work. Yeah, it, it is such a massive part of your life mm. and if you're in a miserable job, it's going to impact other parts of your life. Yeah. It's hard not to. Like a trickle effect. Yeah, so... It is a tricky one. You know, I never, I would never recommend someone staying in a job that's making them truly miserable. I think there's two ways to look at it. If you can support yourself, I would say at least for two to three months financially, mm -hmm. then I would feel confident in walking away from a job mm -hmm. to think that you can secure something in that time period. Yeah. Because on average, it will take anyone about three months to find a new job. Okay. So just making sure you're financially stable to be able to make that decision. Um, the other thing is, and this is something I've done is if you want to leave a job, you can, but be prepared to take up a couple of jobs that you don't really want to be, not that you don't really want to be doing, but aren't in your, I guess your career goals yes. to get you through. Almost like a sidestep yeah. kind of, yeah, different yeah. approach to it while you figure it out. For sure. And I like that though. I know yeah. maybe it's not digestible or something that everyone else wants to do, but it's mm. like, it's actually okay to do that. Yeah. Like you can do that. I think people forget that you can do that. For sure. Like, yeah. and this is me, this was me last year. So when I was uh, getting my business started, uh, I hadn't really got into the freelance work yet. I took up, I had four different jobs. Oh my God. <laughs> what were you doing? Please tell us. Oh, this is, <laughs> and this is only last year. I'm, a okay. I'm turning 35 this year. So, okay. you know, like. This last year I was doing hospitality work. I was yep. um, waitressing, working at events. Mm -hmm. I was driving a van. That's right. I think I remember seeing <laughs> your stories. So you go from like one job to the other. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. You know what I see? I see that as like hustler, massive hustler energy. Yeah. But honestly, 
I loved it. It was like, yes, it wasn't, you know, necessary. I didn't love clearing plates at a 200 person function. It wasn't like the best thing I've done for sure. But what it actually gave me was a moment to step out of everything and actually just, I don't know, kind of not switch off, but just be in a different environment altogether and just know that this is what's paying my rent. This is what's paying my bills. This is getting me by until I get to get to that next job that I want to be in. Yeah. And that's okay. And you can just almost like leave your job at oh, the job. 100%. You're not like taking home stress yeah. and like – yeah, I put on my little apron, run yeah. around with plates. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'll leave, get in the van, drive around. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. No, yeah. and I think it's just like also part of your story, but it just shows people that that's okay if you do that. Like it's not yeah. a forever thing as well. Like I think people often forget you can change your path at any time, mm-hmm. especially when it comes Absolutely. to how you earn money. Absolutely. Like, and I, Nothing is ever set in stone ever. No. <laughs> and, it, and it is a real thing. And I'll be honest, you know, when I – started doing these hospitality jobs, you know, I was waitressing, um, you know, the last time I was waitressing, I was at university. Mm-hmm. And so I did have those moments of going, oh my gosh, are people going to judge me for this? Like, what are people going to think? Um, you know, I'd have customers or people in restaurants that would just treat me poorly. And it took me all the way back to what, it, you know, what yeah. that industry. That makes me so yeah. frustrated and so sad. People yeah. suck sometimes. It's it will like- just judge you without having any idea of you are and what you're doing. So I did have those moments, but then I realized that I need to do, this needs to support me for where I am right now. And that's okay. And, you know, I'm someone that's done multiple career pivots to get to, you know, what's landed me here. Um, So I think it's just really important that people realize that they are on their own career journey. Everyone is on a different journey. And if someone is going to judge you on what you're doing in your career, that's got nothing to do with you. That is completely on them and their own insecurities. So, so true. Yeah. Love that advice. And I think, yeah, I don't know, judgment from others. I'm always like, fuck what people think. Like yeah. if we let our lives be ruled by what everyone else thinks, yeah. we're never going to live the life that we want. Absolutely. So just like focus on you, stay in your lane. Yeah. Oh. Stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> our next question was very niche, very specific, but is asking for a $15,000 pay rise too much? Two other staff members have left and I have taken on both of their roles. Now get it, girl. <laughs> Literally, I'm get like, that cash. two roles? I'm like, yeah. you should be asking for 30K. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, look, when I'd be interested to understand where the 15000 came from. Mm-hmm. Um, because We need when, more context. <laughs> yeah, give me a call. Um, <laughs> when we're thinking about pay rises, there's a few factors that come into that. And, you know, those factors being looking at the current market where you like where you sit in terms of um, value based on experience level, what people at your level are being paid, what the company's competitors are paying their staff. Mm-hmm. So having a really strong understanding of that, being able to bring to the table data, facts, statistics on how you are, you know, doing your job and by the sounds of this um, listener doing two other people's jobs. Mm-hmm. So showing real data on that yeah. um, and then having a, a strong figure that she believes is is in line with the new scope of responsibilities and the market that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. They're the kind of the two main things that I'd be looking at. I think um, 15000 isn't, I don't think it is too much to ask. I've asked for a 20K pay rise, yeah. pay rise once. <laughs> I love that. I think, and look, I think I'm always going to recommend. Did when you get you, it? Look, it was a combination of a pay rise <laughs> and bonuses, but they came to the party. Yeah, uh, we love we love to see that. Yeah, yeah. So I did get it. And I think that brings up a good point is that whenever you are having a conversation around pay rises, 
um, always go in higher yeah. because let's be real, most organizations are not going to meet you at that high figure, but they'll probably meet you somewhere in between, which is potentially where you want to be anyway. But also think about, and of course there's nuances here and not every industry will offer this, but if there's an opportunity for bonuses um, that they can add on to this, which can then make up that salary increase as well, mm -hmm. um, I'd, I'd recommend that. But um, yeah. Short answer, no. $15,000 is not too much to ask. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go I've, for it. I was going to say, there have been times where in my corporate career, I moved from like one company to the next mm. and those pay rise increases. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So oh, I, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll ask. Go for it. <laughs> I literally, um, one time in a job move, went up about $50,000. Yeah. And it was in the Crazy. same industry, slightly more responsibility, but- the reason that I hadn't asked for more in the lower paying job is that I didn't understand the market. I didn't know what other people were being paid. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. Um, and there, as there's websites that you can look up to actually see what people are getting paid mm -hmm. in the jobs that you're doing. Yeah. Love that. I might link those in the notes too. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next question. This one also very common. And from this listener, she writes, I'm 28 and I have no idea what career path I want to take. Mm -hmm. What is your advice for helping someone like me figure out the path or gain a little bit of clarity? Yeah. I feel like this one plagues <laughs> everyone at some point in their career. Everyone. And again, there's so much pressure that we have to have it all figured out. It's such an early age. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, you finish school, you go to university, you got your degree. Okay, now go. Yeah. And it's like- You better well, find a job quick. Yeah. Literally, I did a degree in acting. <laughs> Thought I was going to be an actor. Tried it for a year. Didn't even felt like, didn't pursue it after Not that. for you. No. Look, I'm here on a love podcast now. So. <laughs> love that you tried it though. Yeah. But I also love that like, that's a good example of, again, like your mm. pathway is never set and you can make the change anytime. Absolutely. And a lot of my listeners are in their twenties too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in your twenties, you're also very overwhelmed, mm -hmm. very confused. Yep. It's but, a time to be feeling lost. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much out there that we can be doing now. So many different job opportunities. So I think before you can get career clarity, you need to have clarity on yourself. So true. Yeah. So there's a bit of a framework that I recommend using, and it actually comes from the Japanese term ikigai. <gasps> oh my god! I know you love it. You know? I oh I love that. I have you yeah. read the book? You would have read the book, obviously. Yeah. Oh, parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it. The important bits. You're like the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> I I love ikigai. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of um, a lot of career coaching sites or recruitment sites recommend this type of way of figuring out what that clarity looks like. And to keep it simple, there's a few key parts of it that you want to start focusing on or really uh, understanding about yourself. The first part of it is what are your strengths? What are you naturally good at? What do you just have that flair in that? not everyone can seamlessly do, but you just seem to pick it up really fast. Mm -hmm. What do people come to you for? You know, what are you known for? Yeah. Those kind of things, mm -hmm. just writing them all down. The next part of it is what do you actually enjoy doing? If you look at all those skills, all those things you're good at, which of those do you enjoy? Any of them. Yeah. <laughs> are you like, people make me do this because I'm good at it, but I actually, but I actually like hate it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so really understanding that. And then or, that, or if there's something you do enjoy and you don't have that skill, how are you going to get that skill? And then the final piece of it is understanding what's important to you. You know, what do you, what does get your fire burning? You know, what gets you motivated? What gets you energized? What do you care about? 
what are what's the change that you want to make? What are the things that are happening in the world right now that mean a lot to you? When you think about those three key elements, you can kind of tie it into, okay, what does that look like in a job? Yeah. You know, what industry is that? What job requires the skills that I have? So I think- look, You like workshop it. Yeah. Based on you. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's, I think it happens so often that we think we we should follow a career path or we're told that we should do this certain thing. Oh, you're really good at that. You should follow that. Or That's how I ended up in my- last jobs yeah and I was really good at them yeah and then suddenly it was when I was getting fulfillment and joy doing something I really did enjoy yeah I was like hang on yeah this is weird and I was like I love my job like I'll never leave like people on this podcast might even remember that (laughs) but yeah it's just it's fascinating and I think I don't know it's just like kind of society almost Mm -hmm. and like the societal pressures like it's like that very set Mm -hmm. pathway and then yeah. And, and it's almost this thing of if you step out of what you think you should be doing or what everyone thinks you do or you are known for, mm-hmm. it, it there is that fear of people judging you or people thinking you should be doing a certain thing. But as we were talking about before, it's your life. It's your career. It's no one else's. Yeah. It so you've got to, to do- make sense. No. Anyone else except for you. No. And you've got to make your own career, not someone else's. So I think, you know, that's just for someone that is trying to find that career clarity. I think that's a place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, there are different resources you can look into um, where you can start to really narrow down what those jobs look like. And I think the first thing to also do is understand what you really don't want to do. Yeah. yeah. I think people forget that when you know you don't want to do something, yeah. that's as good as knowing when you do want to do something because that's yeah. data. Yeah. You need that information. <laughs> Absolutely. I've worked with a client before where we literally <laughs> – we were sitting on Google and we were looking up jobs and I'm like, do you want to do this? No. You want to do this? No. Like, Love that though. <laughs> figuring it all out. And, you know, we, we did get to an end point and now we're searching for jobs that he's so energized and excited about. So yeah. yeah there's it's, a process. There's a way. There is a process. Um, and I think the important thing is to not think that you'll just have the answer overnight. Like it will take time. Like once you're workshopping, you know, you're doing the workshopping, you're taking time to think about it. You're doing your research, asking those around you. Like it, it's not a quick, it's not a quick fix, but you will find the answer. And I think as well, um, another thing that helps with career clarity is trying out things, trying out different things, testing new things, see if they work. If they work, great. If they fail, great too, because yeah. you know that that's not what, not right for you. Yeah. Um, it's that whole trial and error thing. Yes. So you never know until you give it a go. That's <laughs> my mum and dad just always say. I love that though. It's yeah. so true. It's yeah. better to try and then know that, hey, this yeah. is actually not for me. Yeah. Like let me try something else. Yeah. At absolutely. least you're taking a step in the direction. Mm-hmm. And I always say indecision is also a decision. So better to do yes. something than nothing. Love that. Mm. For sure. And I think people probably might then come back and say, okay, well, if I try this job out and I hate it after three months, isn't that going to look bad on my CV? Yes, I feel like that. Came, those questions came up as well, like yeah. moving jobs too much mm. and then people being really worried about how a future employer might perceive that. Mm. I think, look, I wouldn't recommend, what did they say, job hopping mm-hmm. consistently. I think if you are doing three months, three months, six months, three months, three months over a long period of time, like probably there will be questions asked. But yeah. if you have a couple of stints here and there, we've done three months or six months or four months or whatever, in between other roles or to be honest, even after one another, if you were able to just really own that, understand why those choices were made and have a really strong way of articulating that, 
then that can come across as a bit of a power move actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because for someone that's trying to get career clarity, if they can just honestly say, look, I was figuring out my life and my career. I tried this out. I realized that I enjoyed these elements, but I really didn't enjoy this and I'm not prepared to be in a career that I don't enjoy. I love that. Mm. So I think it's just, you know, in anything, um, when you have confidence and you articulate that, other people feel that energy and they're like, okay, well, she's really reassured in herself. And I think the other really important part of all of this is self-awareness. Self-awareness is a superpower. We love self-awareness here. (laughs) We love it. Self-awareness in job searching and careers is massive Mm -hmm. because if you can then go into an interview and again on these short stints um, and say, look, maybe in hindsight, if I had recognized that perhaps this wasn't the right role for me, or perhaps I could have made these different decisions while I was in that role, it could have ended differently for me. So having that amount of self-awareness and being able to reflect on what you could have, Mm -hmm. what you could have done differently, not just going, oh, well, they didn't support me or it wasn't a great company or I didn't like my boss. Like, don't say any of that. Yeah. There's like two very different (laughs) ways it can go based on what you say. Yeah. So that's, that would be another recommendation for that. Self-awareness. And if an employer goes, oh, well, you know, we're not okay with that, we'll stuff them. Yeah, <laughs> I want to work for them anyway. Work for them. <laughs> <Loser>. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be there. Yeah, two-way <laughs> street. Them. Remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and our last listener question. It's the start of a new year. What are your tips for setting career goals and sticking to them? Okay. Very broad question. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. But I do think everyone would be looking mm. at their career at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like reflection time. You assess mm. last year. You think about, oh my god, twelve whole months, fresh calendar. Mm-hmm. Now what? I think whenever you're looking at career goals, it's always looking at where am I now, and wh- where do I want to be, and what do I need to do to get me to that place. Yeah, so that's where I would start. Mm-hmm. Then, in terms of accountability, setting yourself goals or benchmarks that you can actually track along the way. Mm-hmm to keep you accountable towards those goals are going to help you with that. But I think, and I was reading this somewhere as well with careers in this new year, I think it is a lot about clarity and really understanding, is this right for you? Is this what you want? If it's not what you want, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um, action are you going to take? Yeah. And I think it is, I think a lot about this year as well. I'm getting this real vibe <laughs> that people are just really sinking into. I'm going to do what's right for me. And this is like, I am not prepared to be doing something that I don't want to be doing anymore. I'm glad you feel that because I feel it too. I don't know if it's like 2024 or like something. I don't know if it's because it's a leap year. I'm not sure, but there is a different energy this year. (laughs) There honestly is. And I'm really feeling it. Um, But I think just being really clear in your intention setting for careers. um, I said this earlier on in the, in the um, conversation, but starting to build a really strong network in the area that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a goal, but it's just going to help you throughout your career in so many ways. Yeah, it's um, like it's not what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely. I think it's something crazy. Like 85% of um, people find jobs through referrals and networking. 85%? That's yeah, so like, high. Look, I don't know where I saw that. No, but. no, no. We, we trust the percentages. Don't worry. You can say whatever you want. We believe you. Fantastic. But it's a lot. Okay? It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. We know yeah, that. It's a lot. So I think um, in any kind of career goal would be about building up that network. Um, and as I said, just making sure you're really doing what you want to do and keeping yourself accountable to that. Because if you're not keeping yourself accountable and you're not staying on track and you're not doing what you say you're going to do, then do you really want to be doing it anyway? Yeah. Some self-awareness and some self-reflection. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Chloe. I love having you on. I love this conversation. I'll be listening to this episode over and over. Where can the listeners get more of you? Tell us your channels, your platforms. Take it away. Career Coach Chloe. That's where it's at. It's pretty simple. (laughs) I'll link you everywhere in the notes as well. Guys, go and give Chloe a follow. Go and check out her content. She's amazing. I feel so honoured that you came on. Thank Thank you. you. Oh, wait. We can't finish the show yet. Sorry. (laughs) Me trying to wrap it up. So I end my Sunday episodes. Look at me just forgetting. I'm so lost in Chloe's advice that I've forgotten how to run my own podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm glad I'm having a positive effect. <laughs> but at the end of the show, I wrap up a like postscript, like a PS, kind of mm-hmm. like a little recommendation mm-hmm. sign off. So is this something that you are loving, reading, watching, eating? Can, can literally be anything yeah. that you are happy to share with the listeners. So I end my Sunday episodes. Look at me just forgetting. I'm so lost in Chloe's advice that I've forgotten how to run my own podcast. <laughs> Look, glad I'm having a positive effect. <laughs> but at the end of the show, I wrap up a like postscript, like a PS, kind mm-hmm. of like a little recommendation mm-hmm. sign off. So is this something that you are loving, reading, watching, eating? Can, can literally be anything yeah. that you are happy to share with the listeners. And I can go first. So... I'll tell you my one. <laughs> you were clearly really ready for that. No, You're like I know I, what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't prep you for this either. I'm oh, like okay. just springing the other segments on you. But um, mine was this year. I've been doing a 52 moments for like 52 mm. weeks of the year. It's an empty jar. Well, yeah. it's not empty now. I think I'd have two or three moments in there. I saw this on your yeah. TikTok. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't come up with the idea. It was. an idea that I saw on someone else's Instagram channel Mm -hmm. and I think Jay Shetty posted about it, but it's been around for ages. People have been doing this jar thing for Mm -hmm. hundreds, not hundreds, years, okay? (laughs) Anyway, I've been loving it because every Sunday I've just been putting in my moment, my highlight of the week, and then on New Year's Eve at the Mm -hmm. end of this year, I'll read them all and I'm going to be feeling good when I reflect back on that. And so I I want to say to the listeners, if you haven't done it, do it. It's not too late. You can start right now. I think so. I love that. Maybe I'll start that. <laughs> I've influenced you. <laughs> influenced me. Um, well, look, uh, I feel like I'm pretty boring with this, but no. I um, I recently watched Fool Me Once on Netflix. Okay. I've yeah. seen it everywhere. Do I need to watch it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you do. Like, look, I had some doubts throughout it, mm-hmm. but lots of twists and turns. The first two episodes I was like, mm, am I going to like this? And then I started watching it and I'm like – Okay, I okay. need to watch it. And then, yeah, it's it's a good one. I would recommend that. Did you binge it? Yeah, for sure. I'm a binger. I'm <laughs> like, let binge. me stay up till 3 and watching this. Like, no, you need yeah. to go to bed. Okay, yeah. you're the third person to mention it to me this week. So, yeah. Well, I, would, I highly recommend it. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you. No worries. All right, now we can actually wrap the show. <laughs> I thought of another thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. No. I just thought of another thing to interrupt you. Um, What I've just started doing this year is meeting Instagram connections in real life. Oh, I saw that on your story as well. I love that. It was. Take it into reality. It was so wholesome and it was great to like meet someone in person. So if you are someone that's, you know, building connections on Instagram, try and meet them in person. They could be your next best friend. Exactly. I always say that. And also even like the podcast listeners, they can connect in the Facebook group and like meet each other like that because they're all like-minded and it's like you just again building your network it's not just in the career setting like Mm. building your network is so important in life oh absolutely so I love that 
Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm sad that it's over. So I've sad. loved being here. This has been great. Thank <laughs> you so much for having so me. so much fun. No, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. We're so grateful. Guys, as I said, Chloe's links will be in the notes. Go and follow her. Chloe, thank you so much. Guys, please give us a five-star review on Spotify if you like this episode. I think you should because Chloe was amazing. And join our Instagram, our TikTok, and our Facebook community. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.